0: On this episode, we discuss Journey to the Mysterious Island, probably the most faithful adaptation of any Jules Verne work ever. Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. Hey, Dan. I'm Stuart.
1: Stuart Wellington. <laughs> Thanks for introducing you. Hey,
2: Stuart and Dan. I'm Elliot Kalin, your wow. friend.
1: <laughs> so it's been a while, guys. I you it has not that. been a while. It's been, what, a couple of weeks? It's, it's not like...
0: been. We've, we've actually been stacking these up quite a bit because uh, here's a little peek behind the Flophouse curtain. We did a couple in a row. Oh,
2: I'm not dressed.
0: <laughs> we did a couple in a row because uh, Stuart was going to go off to Gen Con, the gaming yeah. e convention. And because Dan and I will be heading to the
2: RNC and DNC, the Political uh, convention, the corruption conventions. Yeah. Ooh. take that, Rage Against the Machine, mm-hmm. exactly, and so forth.
0: So to uh, ensure that you, the valued listener, doesn't get an interruption in their flop house service, you were about we, to uh, say, get an erection, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's
1: just a certain level no, of I wanna, professionalism. I want to make sure that
0: they do get erections. Oh, okay. On the regular. <laughs> on the regular.
2: <laughs> on the regular. Is that a phrase that anyone has ever used? <laughs> I think so. Uh, but yeah, th- we uh, so we've been.
1: People expect professionalism up. when they tune into the oh, Flopass yeah. Podcast. That's the watchword for our show. Yep, professionalism. Yep, just like that
2: movie, uh, with Jean Renault, The professionalism. Mm-hmm. It's Gene Reno. Uh, uh, yeah, Jean's Reno.
0: If you want, <laughs> after he named himself after his favorite pants. If you want amateur professionalism, tune into another podcast. Go brand. somewhere else. <laughs> I thought you were going to say go suck an egg.
2: Nope, because <laughs> no. I'm not. I'm not a hundred year old man. <laughs>
0: No, no, that was good stuff, though. So, I think we should keep uh, that up. <laughs> Let's, uh, just to recap. So,
2: so to recap, Dan uses, in his everyday speech, the phrases, go suck an egg and on the regular.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we've learned a lot today. Thanks for listening.
2: <laughs> good night, everybody. Uh,
0: Do-do-do-do-do. Now, for newish listeners, because I feel like we have a fair number recently. We've been picking up listeners like a snowball rolling down a hill uh they pick up listeners snowballs well they pick up
1: snow I'm, i mean I'm they're t- probably listeners unless they roll over like it's a deaf person hill or something yeah,
0: yeah. all right fair enough i take it back uh this that's is a, a po- thing
1: right <laughs> deaf deaf people hills. yeah
0: hills made out of deaf people yeah this is a podcast uh where three guys uh take a look at a movie a movie that was a critical or a financial. <laughs> Take a flop. look at a movie. We watch it. <laughs> we watch it from front to back.
1: <laughs> we don't just never back to front. We do
0: not glance at the we DVD cover. We don't just and toss it out the window. We don't just flip through the stills. <laughs> we watch a whole movie. We watch it and we listen to it because many of these movies use sound as an element. Yeah, a critical or a commercial flop, and then we talk about it afterwards on the air. Yes, which is what we're doing now. And tonight and we, we do watched, it in a
1: house. So it's a flop in a house. No,
0: I don't think that that's actually the... (laughs) Yeah, that's where the title comes from. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Tonight we watched a little movie called Journey to the Mysterious Island.
2: Now, wait, Dan, do you mean Journey to colon the Mysterious Island? I don't think
0: there's a colon. No,
2: there isn't. I I wanted Dan to
0: say no. I mean Journey numeral to the Mysterious Island. So you're saying... I don't mean Journey T.O. the Mysterious Island.
2: So you're saying... That this is the second flop house movie we've watched, that is a sequel that uses the number two instead of the word two in the middle of the title.
1: Yeah, that seems odd. Wait, was that the was that the Twilight movie? We watched? No, Step Up Two: The Streets. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. right, right. Not right, Twilight Two: right, right. The Moon.
0: Sure. You're <laughs> saying, unlike say Teen Wolf Two T O O, yeah,
1: or Look Who's Talking Two T O O. Like, that's an extra Teen Wolf. Yeah. Although Journey 2, The Mysterious Island, wouldn't work as well. No, it wouldn't at all. It Um, doesn't make sense, but it's indicating to the viewers, who are big fans of Journey 1, that (laughs) this is the second movie in the series. Or just
0: fans of the band Journey. Oh,
1: they finally made a Journey movie. They're
0: they're indicating two things. Number one, this is a sequel. Yes. Number two, and this one, they're not going... To the center of the earth. Which
2: is the first movie. They're
0: going the numeral two. Uh,
1: The 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 mysterious mysterious island. So that this movie is investigating a different Jules Verne book. Yeah. So luckily, the rest of the movie was way better than the cool title naming convention, right? Uh,
0: In a way. But we'll get to that. I mean, I think it's worth noting, though. you, you, You said that it's based on a Jules Verne book. The weird thing is this is based on a Jules Verne book that is a sequel to... 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, it's not a sequel to Journey to the Center of the Earth. That's true. So they're mixing and matching Jules Verne. The uh, uh,
2: Well, the original Mysterious Island, the book, also didn't have Luis Guzman as a goofy helicopter pilot. Fair enough. <laughs> or The Rock getting berries flicked at his pecs. Well, so we'll get there. They took a lot of liberties with the, with the established <laughs> don't the, don't material. Don't make
0: the mistake that this movie made and uh, get rid of all the best material up front. <laughs> Uh, should we talk about what happened in this yeah, movie? Let's discuss the plot a little bit. Okay, now I haven't I haven't
2: seen the original Journey to the Center of the Earth, but I assume well,
1: they go to the fucking center of the earth it's and about come back, a probably. kid
2: and Brendan Fraser and they go to the center of the earth. Yeah. In this one the kid is back, Brendan Fraser's not, and the kid
0: punk, Brendan Fraser's busy making furry vengeance. Or, making
2: furry vengeance and having cameos in the G.I. Joe movies. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, the kid in this, who you may recognize his as Pita from the Hunger Games movie, mm-hmm. uh, is this irritating teen kid who intercepts a secret transmission in code that his stepdad, The Rock, uh, not a rock, but Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The Rock. The Rock, who doesn't go by the name The Rock anymore, but just by his real name, Dwayne Johnson, uh, who Dwayne Johnson, his stepfather, decodes. Apparently, this message says that the book The Mysterious Island by Jules Verne is actually true, and Vernians, which the kid considers himself one of and which exists in this world, yeah, I, I guess, guess people b- believe the island was you know, real.
0: People subscribe to Verne Beat, Verne Fancy, all the top of Jules Verne magazines. Yeah, magazine. Tiger Verne, Yeah, sure.
2: Popular Vernatics. The
1: decline of the print industry, it <laughs> no, wouldn't be as that is Vern moving.
2: Verne is keeping that whole thing alive. Sure. GV, that's Gentleman's Vern, Vernically. Vern sure. Metropolitan.
1: Yeah, play Vern. I'm trying to think of a good Ernest-based joke. You guys might have to help me work that. Sports sure? <laughs> Vernestrated.
2: No, well, that's the thing. In the Ernest movies, when he would say, know what I mean, Vern, he was talking to Jules Verne.
1: No kidding. Because yeah.
2: Jules Verne predicted so much in his literature that Ernest was assumed that Jules Verne had predicted his different adventures, going to jail, mm-hmm. camp, scaring stupid, that kind of
0: thing. It turned out that Jules Verne did know what he mean.
2: Well, only because he did write a book called Journey to the Saving of Christmas.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, so anyway, they – they, message tells him that this island is the same island that, in, that, infl- that inspired Treasure Island and mm-hmm. Gulliver's Travels. And using information in those books, by which I mean a drawing that's on the front page of each of those books, they construct a map with coordinates – of where the Mysterious Island is. Yeah, it's basically Goonies, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not basically Goonies. Goonies didn't invent finding a treasure map and then going to
0: find the treasure.
1: Well, in Goonies, didn't they have, like, a light box in their uh, in their attic? I, just,
0: I, I was bothered by the idea that, like...
1: To make a map? <laughs> didn't they I mean, find a map or something? W-
0: were we to believe that these were first editions of all three of these... Major works
1: in in literature, I assume so i mean that's the real treasure isn 't it? <laughs> <laughs> Why do they have to go find a fucking golden well, volcano? He, he rips out the maps and like overlays them
0: in all 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 three cases and i 'm like. So either these are first editions, or we live in a world where like the map has like the fake ass map for this fake ass place is the same in every book.
1: Well,
2: but also because those books all came out at wildly varying times. Yeah, like it's I like guess, the
1: getting of in the mouth. Uh, what the mouth of madness? In or the whatever? mouth of madness, when he rips
2: the covers. Yeah. But in each of those, Sutter Kane, the horror novelist, has designed the covers for his own books. Okay, so and they those could all be now. paperback first editions. Those that's a contemporary author, but this kid somehow has. First editions of Treasure Island, uh, Journey to the Mysteri- you know, the Mysterious Island. I'm getting my that's not mixed the up. name of the time. No, it's me. just the Mysterious Island, and also Gulliver's Travels. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, is way older than either of the other two books. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Uh, so, so uh, Jonathan Swift was like, "I'll just put part of this map here, <laughs> and hopefully, my brothers of the written word <laughs> will pick up the mantle and carry my torch, so that someday some whiny kid and his wrestler <laughs> stepfather can go to this island." Because that's what they do. They go to Palau, which is the closest place to the island, and take up uh, with helicopter pilot Luis Guzman and his sexy daughter, Vanessa Hudgens, who the kid... Which is ins- great. Like, we needed
1: we needed a character like that to show up at that exact moment.
2: Like, a character like what? A goofy character or a sexy character?
0: I think or a both?
1: Of, a little bit of both. A Guzman-Hudgens type character. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think there's a, that uh, that Luis Guzman is
2: actually Goose Man. He's bitten by a goose, and he has goose powers now. Um, so they go into hel- in the helicopter. They fly right into a storm. The helicopter gets torn apart, and they land on the shores of the mysterious island. Seems kind of boring initially, right? A little bit. It's just this rocky shoreline. Then they travel through a cave. But I mean they're alive.
1: They are alive, yeah. Like – that's pretty they, good. They crashed their helicopter. They crashed their helicopter in the middle
0: of a hurricane, and they there seem none the worse for wear. It's a movie. It's a <laughs> miracle. There's
2: basically. that. I mean, it is. A, God is obviously watching over them. That's the hidden message of Journey to the, the Mysterious
0: Island. Have you heard the good news by the
2: way? Have you heard the good news? The Mysterious Island is real. <laughs> the Gospel according to Michael Caine's character, who shows up soon afterwards. They're walking through the, the what they walk through a cave, and they enter on a verdant paradise, waterfalls tropical trees and whatnot and also giant butterflies and tiny elephants which gives the movie the title i gave it wrong size animals <laughs> the movie <laughs> wrong size animals colon the movie based on a true story yeah of course <laughs> just like hot dog the movie they put the movie at the end of the title oh i thought it because it was
1: based on a true story
2: well no you'd look up at the marquee and you'd say wrong size animals i want to see this exhibit no yeah. it's a movie yeah uh, but there are tiny elephants that you see for like a minute. The rock literally
0: picks one up, they taunt it, and then he puts it back down again. <laughs> uh do so, oh, they taunt it? Lewis Guzmán talks about how he wants to knit, like, keep it and knit it a trunk warmer. That's that's, true. The,
1: that's the only animal that is normally large and is small in the movie, right? Um, Every other no, there's tiny sharks small. at one point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. Right. Uh, and but the elephants were so much cuter. That's true. That's true. Well, they got trunks and everything. Okay, so we all agree on that, right? Yeah, yeah the like elephants were the cutest thing in the movie. Tiny elephant. Tiny are cute. elephant is amazing. News Yeah.
2: <laughs> it goes Tiny Elephant, Luis Guzman, <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens, and then I guess Michael Caine? <laughs> yeah. I in mean, order of cuteness. Sure. Not necessarily attractiveness, just cuteness. Cuteness. Adorability. Yeah. Uh, so they're walking through the forest. Uh oh, they stumble on a field of giant eggs. Giant lizard eggs, and there's the giant lizard. Ah, it's chasing them around. It's chasing them around, and then uh, a were giant... we supposed to throw
1: in sound effects there? <laughs> I
2: mean, Dan, if you could add those in after Crash, the fact. Crash! Lizard sounds. March, March, March. Running, March, March. Running, March. Running, March. running, scared. Uh, that's sound effects, right? When you just yeah. say what's happening. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then a giant log on vines swings by thing. and hits the lizard. Yeah, all a All the Ewoks. Uh, it turned. It was a trap set up. By Michael Kane, the boy's grandfather, mm-hmm. who sent them the original message to draw them to the mysterious island. It seems he's a Vernian, too, and he discovered this island and wanted to lure his son there, <laughs> I assume, to kill him? Yeah, I don't know. I or his agree. grandson. Uh,
0: so that- I did it in code for some bullshit reason. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Thank you. I was, they- man, how long have we been doing this and you just <laughs> Still, did Michael Kane Still, only
2: now broke out the Mickey, Mickey Morris
0: Micklewhite. Takes so much out of me, Stuart. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, you only have so much Michael Caine inside you. Yeah, and when I lose it all, I die. <laughs> it's just like a thousand Michael Caines, the Eddie Murphy movie. There's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a bunch of tiny canes.
2: Maybe so Michael Caine tells them. It's going to be another two weeks until the communication satellite is in a place where we can send another message. Let's explore this island. But then they find the ruins of Atlantis. It's very exciting. But uh uh-oh. For like two two minutes, it's exciting. Because then the rock notices that salt water is leaching up through the soil. Turns out this island is sinking. Michael Caine says, don't worry. It sinks all the time. We have 14 years until it sinks. And doing an amazing amount of mental math, the rock says – no, uh, we've got a couple days at the most. We've got to get off this MFN island. He doesn't say MFN, but yeah,
1: but it's implied.
2: Yeah, and it's with around posture. It's around here when they're exploring and getting somewhere that maybe the best scene in the movie takes place, where the Rock says, "Hey, stepson, I know you've got a crush on Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. You are not that much is clear. You are not sealing the deal with her. Here's how you do it." You have to make your pecs dance up and down, and he does that for like thirty minutes. You just see his pecs <laughs> dancing, and then he says, "Flick a berry at me, come on!" And the berries bounce off of him and at the viewer because this movie was originally shown in three D.
0: But he has to—he has to really push his stepson to flick one berry at him, and like finally c- and caves that, in.
1: Yeah, and that's what's great. Like the the screenwriters at this point, they're like, "Okay, we have this great joke. Let's start. Let's work it. Let's work the audience Build a little it. bit." We got a berry flying at us. And then what happens, Dan?
0: <laughs> well, the great thing is uh, he is so, like, the the, grand, the, the stepson is so uh, Let's just give him a name. I
1: think his
2: name is Alex. Seth is Seth Seth his
0: name. Seth, okay. He is, really? He is so embarrassed I'm gonna look this by up. this whole pectoral dance. He does not want to flick a berry. And then into the not. scene He's shuffles confused. Louis Sean. G- <laughs> His name was Sean. Sorry. That's okay. We were both wrong. Into the scene shuffles Louis Guzman, <laughs> who's like, I'll flick berries at you. He could not be more
2: excited. And he grabs a whole handful. And just throws them. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson is like, yeah, go for it. Do it. Go. They're
0: bouncing all over the place. They bounces here, they bounce there. The last one bounces back into Louis Guzman's mouth.
2: It is the most weirdly subtextual homoerotic scene I've seen in a children's movie in a long time. It's
0: not counting later on when they both. They both ride someplace on a giant bee, and Lou Guzman says, "Can I ride with you?" And uh, the Rock looks a little exasperated, but a little. Uh, and then he excited grins.
1: The <laughs> naked enthusiasm at this man-on-man relationship is almost—it's it's it's infectious.
2: I mean, Guzman really brings his A-game to this movie. He is all energy all the time, mm-hmm. constantly selling. Even lines like uh when a lizard is about to eat them and he says i hope it likes food that just pooped in its pants <laughs> even that he sells <laughs> he is a professional bravo to you I mean, bravo good. to you mr and guzman I he he actually, at all like, times
0: seems like a living teddy bear and even <laughs> <laughs> none more so than he's gooby basically is what you're saying
1: for about 15 minutes of the movie he's riding on the back of that bee with <laughs> giant bird shit all over him and yet
2: he could not be happier yeah
1: exactly <laughs> okay so let's get to the bee
2: part huh mm-hmm. There's a giant volcano that movie. spits gold. Let's not get into that. Jerry <laughs> <laughs> There's a volcano that spits <laughs> gold. <I didn't> know. <laughs> a volcano that spits gold. Let's not get into that. They've got to get to the top of a mountain so they can get across the island to find the Nautilus, Captain Nemo's famous submarine. Because that's the only way they're going to be able to escape from this island. The mysterious island, if you will. I mean, and if it
1: sinks, why don't they just swim away?
2: Because, because they're in the, the middle water. of the Pacific Ocean. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, hundreds of miles from Palau. So they would die. Okay, no, you're right. Okay, Continue. just wanted to let make sure you knew that people can't... Why,
1: they, why they ride on one of those giant bees? Even the bee probably uh, wouldn't go that far. The can only survive on the
0: Mysterious Island. And, okay, okay,
2: so they've got to get to this top of this mountain. How are they going to do it? Topless? To the, <laughs> they've got to get to the top of Topless Mountain. <laughs> That's great. It's the thing is the mountain has winds that whip around it that tear the shirts off people's backs.
0: Mm, I like They've it. They've
2: only sent expeditions of busty bikini clad women Very up sexy this mountain.
0: Expeditions.
2: Some might call it a great bikini off road adventure, but not <laughs> the, these Not the great bikini off road adventure. To save some kind of a rec center or <laughs> it's some a rec center a... and a dude ranch <laughs> and a car wash, mm. <laughs> <laughs> all in what I think it might be a school for special needs children too. Anyway, so anywho, as I should say, <laughs> sure thanks. They say how are we gonna get to get top of this mountain. We're going to fly up and Michael Caine goes, I knew you were good for something to join Johnson because – He's been ragging on Dwayne this whole movie. Of course. And suddenly Michael Caine is on top of a giant bee just flying around laughing like a madman, like a <laughs> drunk Santa Claus at a mall, just like laughing his fool head off. Suddenly they're all riding giant bees, steering them somehow. I don't know. You
1: the- yank on the back of their bee heads.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. You got you got one antenna in both hands, each hand, you know. You and- yank the left antenna to go left. Uh, I don't, don't think that's how bees work. That's the other thing.
1: Listeners. <laughs> Listeners, <laughs> go to your backyard, catch a bee, start yanking on its antennas and tell us what happens. <laughs> just, just tell us. Yeah, just do just it. Just tell us. Or, or videotape it, I guess. So they're flying giant bees around,
2: but what do, What eats giant bees? Giant birds. Mm-hmm. So the uh, birds chasing it. after <laughs> them. That's
0: the giant birds and the bees. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so you have your parents talked to you about it. Your giant yeah. parents talked to you about the giant birds and the giant bees. Uh so they're flying around. They've got a, It's all this high-tech stunting where they've got to use evasive action to get away from these birds. The bees steer amazingly well. They handle like a dream. Mm-hmm. And at one point, to get these birds <laughs> off the back, to do
0: to put you in one of these giant bees? Now, today. basically,
2: <laughs> imagine it's the speeder bike chase. Oh, the, oh, chase the, the from, pollen undercoating? They put that in the factory. We, don't, we can't take that out.
1: <laughs> basically, just imagine the speeder bike chase from, uh, what is that, Return, Return of the of Jedi? Jedi. Uh, yeah. But instead of speeder bikes swap in bees and birds and and well yeah birds and stormtroopers duh it was just like that hit movie bag that bird <laughs> aka
2: catch that kid because mm-hmm. let me tell you the birds wanted to catch that kid and the kid wanted to bag that bird and by bag i mean escape from so they were chasing each other flying around and uh my favorite part of it is that uh michael kane and Dwayne johnson have a plan they're gonna he- play chicken zooming towards each other and then steer out of the last minute and let the birds chasing them hit their heads. <laughs> and they're flying at each other going, ah! And then the bees put on a sudden burst of speed <laughs> and then get out of the way and the birds hit each other and it's like, so what? Did they just turn on the nitro boosters on the bees? Like, did the bees fart and go much faster? Like, like, how like did that
0: happen? The, the two it. birds explode <laughs> in a cascade of feathers. They don't, like, explode and, with flames. Yeah, like, it's, but, like, there's all these feathers going, and, like, and the bee, like, zooms out of that <laughs> Uh with Michael Cain on the back. And I think that was when my wife walked into the room saying, What is going on? This is, let me tell you.
1: I'm sure we've all had the and co- What was going on was three grown men sitting on couches giving each other high fives. And the
2: image of an overjoyed Michael Cain laughing like crazy at the back of a bee as he flew through a cloud of feathers. I tell you, sometimes movies are magical. That's why – you ask why the Lumiere brothers invented the booby camera. It is for that. So M- Melier's wishes he had he had created this scene, let me tell you. So anyway, they uh, – long story short, they get split up. Luis Guzman runs off on his own to look for gold because he wants to be able to send his daughter to college. Well, Dwayne and Sean are going to get the Nautilus and they've got to swim underwater. There's a giant electric eel. They use that to repower the Nautis, Nautilus. Uh oh! The island is cl- is crumbling and collapsing. Are they going to be able to get to the other heroes Probably in time? Not. Probably not. They do. Okay. And uh,
1: oh thank god!
2: <laughs> and they and they all uh, escape, and that's pretty much it. Guzman keeps the Nautilus and becomes a rich tour guide leader.
1: Mm-hmm. And do our, does our young hero? Does he? Get to keep his girlfriend? Or Vanessa Hudgens is now his girlfriend. I guess, yeah, she's
0: or? moved all the way to the U.S.
1: To go to college and yeah. be
2: with him. And on his birthday, I guess, he gets yeah. he gets <laughs> a letter in the mail from... Uh, where's it from? Cameroon? Mm-hmm. And he's like, a letter from Cameroon? Who could this be? Oh, it's my grandpa. It's like, yeah, fuck, of course it's your grandpa. Like, he's yeah, a you're world, weird. <laughs> your weird, weird world explorer grandpa? Who else do you know is going to be Cameroon? Anyway, so... Uh, and then suddenly...
1: Maybe it's a letter from, like, a Cameroon prince asking for... <laughs> for, for, for his bank donate. info? Yeah.
2: Then, third best moment in the movie, after mm-hmm. Barry's flicked at Join Johnson's pecs and yeah. riding a giant bee through a cloud of feathers. Third best moment, Michael Caine walks in, dude it up like a leather bike rider. <laughs> yeah. Imagine
1: we'll- Rob Halford in, like... <laughs> Forty years, <laughs>
2: no, but also, like, but like in better shape th- than Rob Halford. For the in. third
0: like homoerotic moment in the movie too, because it was not like a leather bike. I mean, he was like a leather daddy.
1: Like he was like an elderly. <laughs> I think leather, he was bro- wearing I a helmet. He was wearing a helmet. I mean, it's he like had a little little cap on. Yeah, and a fucking like a little fucking strap to. He slap wasn't wearing. Yeah, he wasn't wearing
2: like chaps. On. Riding crop was, or
0: something. It wasn't like he wa- like we'd walked into that stereotypical gay bar in the Police Academy <laughs> movies. Is what you're saying.
2: Um, no, not really.
0: That was a gay uh, bar? It was, terrible. It was a, was ter- a, it was a terrible scene. I just
2: thought that was a mustache club. <laughs> a mustache <laughs> I think that was – well, that was the scene that was originally meant for cruising. Uh, okay. But it somehow got into the script for Police Academy. <sighs> oh, but anyway, so he says, I'll go to blah, 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 blah in his voice. Dan, you do better. But he's like, oh, are you ready for another adventure? Because guess where we're going? And he holds up Jules Verne's From the Earth to the Moon. That's yeah. right. They're going to go to the moon.
0: He said, we're going to the motherfucking moon. That's, what I, that's why he said it, but without the swear. And, like, yeah. a, like, and a, like, a hot guitar lick.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: Q, Kristen Stewart's, uh, Kristen Stewart does a, wait, is that her name? What's her name? Kristen, Kristen Mesh- Davis. Venetian. Kristen Davis. Kristen Davis.
2: Yeah, from Sex and the City, plays Sean's mom. So she then does, like, a spit take or something? <laughs> She's or? like, uh-uh, no way. And Dwayne Johnson goes, come on. It's just the moon. Camera zooms back out of the house, zooms back out of the continent, zooms back out of the planet. Whips around the moon. We see the moon is there, <laughs> yep. which is that supposed to be a-
0: reveal,
2: <laughs> reveal the exist- <laughs> existence of the moon is cons- is confirmed. And that's the end of the movie. And so I guess Journey Three: The Moon is uh, going to be the sequel. They have greenlit a sequel, where I assume they, they go to the yeah, where they assume they'll either go to the moon or uh, maybe they'll just go around the world in 80 days, which seems like kind of a letdown.
1: Yeah, I mean, they could you could do that super easy. Just get on a plane. Yeah, but uh, they're going to go to the... Well, the here's the so thing. Like, well,
0: I feel like they can modernize Journey to the Center of the Earth. They can modernize the Mysterious Island. If they modernize from the Earth to the Moon, they're just going to go to the Moon and be like, there was a bunch of gray dust up there. Yeah, not... Uh not bug aliens that they can yeah. frolic with. It but should
1: you, be it should be oversized animals though, right? Uh yeah. they they go to the moon and it turns out I on mean, the moon great. animals that are normally big
2: on Earth are bigger, and animals that are normally small on Earth are smaller. <laughs> wow. Okay. So like turtles twist. are the size of beetles and elephants are the size of skyscrapers.
0: Okay. I mean, that I, still sounds pretty great. <laughs> I gotta say.
2: Yeah. Also, uh, for some reason, sex is better on the moon. Oh. I don't know if they're going to talk go. about yeah, that. It's going to be a weird. let But it's weird a weightless thing, and all. Yeah. Yeah, it's a waitlist thing. It's very hard to get into the moon.
0: You and you may have because a lot of sex is a better way. Know, There's a waitlist to have sex on the moon. You may have like, a lot oh, I'm of ex- sorry, sorry. you may
2: have a lot of extracurriculars, you may be a legacy. You're still going to get waitlisted cuz a lot of people want to have that moon sex. Look, maybe you got straight A's. Straight A's. You can be the valedictorian. There's a, it's a lot of competition. You know, you're better off going to a safety moon for safety sex. <laughs> Just better guess, chances. Like, Just play the numbers. <laughs> so wait. So moon is this like sex? a weird like college <laughs> like,
1: sex comedy? Or are yeah, you,
2: on are the you, moon. Now are you? Are you like, it's called Moon. You. you get it because it's like they're mooning you, but also Moon University. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when you're
0: having this moon sex, are you in some sort of like dual like spacesuit that covers both of you at the same time? Or
1: is there, a, moon, like, a little, You're on a like, moon base. Is there... You can't oh.
2: have sex on the surface of the moon. Actually, you can. They're called fun suits, but, you know, that's...
1: <laughs> and <laughs> I would like imagine... Bit, I would there's imagine... A little, the, there's a little flap, I imagine. Yeah, it's like, called
2: moon you, and the tagline is in space, no one can hear you come. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> and, the, and the lack <laughs> of air kind of intensifies the orgasm, Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, it like, you means you don't have to strangle yourself, yeah. yeah.
2: It's auto moon
0: rock
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> Yeah. So
2: that was gross. <laughs> okay. But I the in the book, I'm kind of curious to see how they would do it because in the book, from the Earth to the Moon, they put a giant bullet shell in t- inside of an enormous gun and fired at the Moon. And I hate to break it to you guys, that's not a feasible way in these modern times of getting to the Moon. So no. how do they get I mean, back like again? A... Uh, they just kind of get back in and fall. Oh, okay. I don't remember if they set off an explosion on the Moon. I think the bullet just kind of falls back to Earth. Oh, no, that sounds pretty good. That that works.
1: Yeah, that's science. So we watched this long movie. Now, it wasn't that was long. It was originally – long. It was an hour and 34 minutes. It was originally presented in all three dimensions. Do you feel we lost anything watching it in only two? Well,
2: I hate to be a pedant, but sure. we did watch it in three dimensions with height and time. Okay. Just because we didn't have the dimension of depth does not mean it was not a three-dimensional movie. If anything – it should have been Journey to the Mysterious Island 4D.
0: Okay. Well, uh, pardon me for a second while I drown Elliot in his tub. <laughs> in what? <laughs> he's, got a, he's
1: got a cloth and a bathtub over there just oh, for okay. drowning yeah. people.
2: Yeah. At least it's a classy bathtub to be drowned in. But yeah, this was originally a 3D movie. What we missed out on was a helicopter flying at our face, berries bouncing off of the rock's chest, Bouncing yep. in our face, I can see your face. Uh, a lizard jumping in our face. Birds and bees flying in our face. That kind of stuff. A
1: mm-hmm. zoom in on the moon, perhaps. Yeah, although I don't know how that would work so well exactly in 3D, because it's not like, like... the moon is flying at your face is what would happen. That's how it would work.
0: <laughs> I also imagine that a lot of the 3D was devoted to Vanessa Hudson's cleavage. I don't think so. It's a big part of this movie. I
1: don't think really
0: that it's a big part of the movie.
2: It is We're a about big the...
0: part of this movie.
2: If
1: anything, it's the fact that she wears her shorts really low. No, yeah, yeah no, you I... kept pointing out those weird lines. What, what no, they you those? Those kept lines pointing out <laughs> <abdomen? laughs> those lines. You had a horrific, a <laughs> disgusting name for those lines. No, but I, I just call them pelvic lines.
0: I think it is a valid Observation to to say that like this is a this is a modern family film and one thing that you don't normally get in a modern family film is Wait, someone it's the worrying, movie
1: version of the TV show Modern Family <laughs>
0: that sounds fucking great it sounds it's amazing. a family finally
2: a story that big enough for the for whatever that family is that I can't remember their name
0: it's a family film uh, made in our our prudish age that has like yeah a woman, our prudish vivid video
2: advertising on billboards in separate, the in public that's a age. thing
0: like I feel like. Either things are pornography
2: or they're scrubbed. No, you're with. right. Because, for instance, when they do remakes of older movies now, they clean them up. Yeah, like the remake they of cut all the sex. And the things. remake of Fame, they cleaned it up considerably. The remake of Straw Dogs, which is
0: not a kids' movie, but right. they still cleaned it up considerably. And they're, this is a, this is like a straight ed family film, and Vanessa Hudgens is wearing a noticeably like low-cut top and tiny shorts through the entire thing. And and I feel like the camera lingers on that. Well, it's innocent sexy. It's like a Frank Tashlin film. Yeah, sure.
1: And I think I think the ladies get some too, dude. Dwayne mm-hmm. the Rock Johnson is fucking yeah, doing cut. His he flexes
2: pecs a lot. And that's Luis Guzman, you dream. got you got
1: both worlds. You got you got the hunky <laughs> and the, uh, the cuddly hero, teddy bear. And then you got the cuddly teddy bear genius. <laughs> I don't think he was a genius. He was kind of a stupid. <laughs> he not a genius. <laughs> no, he thought gold would be worth a lot of money, and then he's rich. <laughs> at the, he's well, rich not at the
2: end of the movie. <laughs> that's man. not genius.
0: That's something everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't even get the gold. He's rich because of the Nautilus tourists. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. The nautilus that he didn't he didn't find right. Not, they just, they well, no, well, no, I don't know why he got mouth. to keep it because he was
0: so good at driving it. But he almost killed them. It's like. You know, a submarine chooses its owner.
2: <laughs> is that how it is? Yeah, it's like, like Black a magic, stallion. like a magic
0: sword. Exactly.
2: <laughs> so the Nautilus is like the sword in the stone. Exactly. Uh, one thing I'll mention that's not really related to the movie is that during the making walk, during the watching of this film, let's say the making of this film, what? during the watching, I came up with a term to describe Ewoks that I liked, which was <laughs> teddy bear cavemen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you did come up with that. <laughs> yeah. So listeners, write that down. Teddy bear uh, cavemen when people are always using that phrase. You'll know the I invented walks. it. <laughs> and
2: I'll get a, a shiny nickel every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't so know if there's... this is a pretty... This was a pretty colorful cartoony movie that moved really fast, I gotta say. Until the end. The ending, it got kind of boring.
0: Yeah, well, there's a little soul-searching at the end. <laughs> which it didn't uh, need. For although, considering this a movie where
2: they, they just ride around on giant bees, you didn't need soul-searching.
0: Although soul-searching did lead to the other thing that I never expected to see in a movie, which was Dwayne The Rock Johnson playing the ukulele and singing a song about flying around in giant bees. <laughs> That's,
2: uh, maybe we forgot to mention this part. Is that Sean, the kid, hurts his leg, and in order to take his mind off the pain, Michael Caine has Dwayne, he, Michael Caine says that music is nature's painkiller, which is not true. Mm-hmm. And he has no. Dwayne Johnson. Painkillers are nature's painkillers. They have a ukulele because Luis Guzman plays the ukulele, and Dwayne Johnson plays the ukulele and sings. I guess a parody version of "What a Wonderful World" with yeah. lyrics tailored to the adventures they've had up to that point.
1: Sure. You can. It's probably on the the CD soundtrack. Right? Oh, I have to assume, yeah, from Electra Find Records it on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> on relapse records uh so yeah so there's also a scene where Luis guzman while standing on a giant lizard egg falls inside and then has a moment where he yells at a baby an unborn fetus. baby lizard
2: yeah. yeah i mean Luis guzman is delightful he's just really he's likable through almost the whole movie probably even when he's being character. stupid uh, by far the best treasure. character
1: he is an American treasure. I, I think I could have watched more of a movie of Dwayne Johnson and Louise Guzman getting in adventures the two and mismatched them, buddies. I have
2: to say, like, I've never been a huge fan of Dwayne Johnson, but he has an undeniable charisma, and in this he's yeah. like a really fun guy to watch in a movie. And he manages to carve out this character who is not a big, strong, dumb guy, and he's not like a know it all. He's like a very competent adult. Who, like, yeah. is a big, strong guy, but you ne- he never uses his strength in the entire movie, pretty much. Like, you could sh- you could have Dustin Hoffman play the same role, basically, and you wouldn't have to tailor it too much, except for the peck scene would obviously get cut or made longer. <laughs> but, like, but, like I- Dwayne Johnson is just very, like, likable and plays a character who is very likable. And it helps cover up the fact that the kid, Sean, is a total cipher and not interesting at all. But, like... If the sequel was just Luis Guzman and Dwayne Johnson just having an adventure, like, that'd be awesome. Like, that'd be a great TV series. Yeah, go to the moon. You call it... I'll follow. Here's the TV show... (laughs) Just lead. Here's the TV show we call it Adventure Buddies. <laughs> okay. It's Louis guzman Dwayne Johnson. They have adventures. Sometimes they don't have adventures. Maybe their adventure is just going to the supermarket. It's an everyday adventure. Maybe they got to return a library book before and that's the library based on closes.
1: Everyday Adventures by Jules Verne, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was during Jules Verne's very Seinfeld-inspired phase <laughs> when he just wanted to write about everyday things. Yeah. There's that episode where uh, the, the episode. There's that volume uh, where Captain Nemo has to wait for a
1: table in a Chinese restaurant. It's mm-hmm. terrible. Very funny though. It would he really had- weigh on his uh, his his. His status as a Sikh, uh, Sikh Hindu guy, or whatever—he's a, a, a prince, see, He's a, a Sikh prince?
2: Hindu guy. <laughs> two different religions. He is a prince. No, it's basically the same prince. thing, right? Well, they also—they go with the Indian version of Nemo and not the Polish version of Nemo. There's two different versions of Captain Nemo. What? What? That's right. There are two different Nemo's. You might even say, there's Nemo than you
0: expected. No, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because it barely makes sense. Hey,
1: Mo Nemo's Mo
0: Problems. That's what I'm when saying. When you're
1: standing around the water cooler, you could say that all the <laughs> time.
0: When the character, Captain Nemo, comes up around the water cooler, I'll be hey, sure to make you go, Hey,
2: joke. Nemo Problems. Nemo Money, Nemo Problems. it will be like, oh, I'm so tired of that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I found Nemo. Found him, everybody. I found Nemo. Every time oh 20,000
0: leagues Under the sea comes up, makes <laughs> the same joke.
2: Well, that's uh, these, the, uh so, it reminds me of the, the great Saturday Night Live sketch where everyone's misinterpreting the phrase 20,000 leagues under 20, the sea. 20,000 leagues under so the this, sea. So we're 20,000 leagues under the sea. No, we are traveling 20,000 leagues <laughs> while we're under the seas. <laughs> what a funny sketch. Based on a very small <laughs>
0: misunderstanding. Tiny misunderstanding about the way. <laughs> about the title of a 19th <laughs> century book. About depth versus length.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, journey to the center of yeah, the invisible we go,
0: world. We should move on to our... Uh, the final judgments on this. Was this a good, bad movie, a bad, bad movie, a movie you kind of liked? Elliot, go. You know what? I have To be honest with myself, I have to say a movie I kind of liked. It was really goofy
2: and cartoony and stupid and not like a really good movie. But on the other hand, I enjoyed almost all of it. It showed me things I never thought I'd see in a movie, such as Michael Caine riding a giant bee and Dwayne Johnson picking up a tiny elephant and then just putting it back down again. And even the part with the dancing pecs, which I did not like when I saw the trailer for this movie, in the movie, the movie knows that this is a stupid, crazy thing it's doing. So, yeah, I kind of enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, and there's so much delight from Louis Guzman. He could not be happy. And, this is one of the few
1: movies <laughs> we've <that's> watched. <laughs> it's his naked enthusiasm. <laughs> this is it's like the, the innocence of a child. <laughs> one of the
2: few movies we've watched from Flophouse where I feel like the people at some, involved in it at some point must have felt good about themselves. Whereas most of the movies we see, the people involved seem to ha- hate themselves in yeah, some way, some sort
0: of deep shame. <laughs> but what about you, Dan or Stewart? I would say that I actually also like this movie. I mean, I I mean it was very. It was short, but that doesn't mean, like, you know, a lot of movies that we watch, we think, okay, this is 90 minutes long. It'll go by like a breeze, and then it just seems like a slog. passion play was 90 minutes long, and it felt like it was 100 hours. this movie moved along very quickly with its plot developments, and there was always something sort of interesting going on. And if there wasn't, something new would come along next. And I like seeing a movie with big monsters running around. I like seeing a movie with uh, cleavage running around. I like seeing a movie. She's like 14, Dan. She's not 14.
1: <laughs> Maybe 11. She's
0: like Wait, 23 what? in this movie, at least. Uh, but uh, so she hasn't gone to college
2: yet. Well, her father can't afford it. This oh, is okay. she. She wants to go to the Palau State, but this home with the fighting Palauans. This woman
0: is a movie teenager, which means that she's in her mid 20s. Yeah, that's true. Or in her 40s. Uh,
1: but yeah, I thought this movie was actually kind of fun, and I enjoyed it, Stuart? Yeah, I I mean, I agree. Everything you've said, I agree with. Uh... Louis Louis Guzman, amazing. Vanessa Hudgens, yeah, sure. She's got dimples. Uh, around every corner, there's new vistas to explore.
2: <laughs> I will say, a lot of the effects are really obvious, kind of cheesy CGI, which works here because you're not supposed to take it too seriously. So but watch kept, it in
1: super HD. Stuart kept yeah. saying throughout the movie, where did they shoot this? It's beautiful. <laughs> I want to visit this place. <laughs> where do they find this field of giant lizard eggs to fall on? Yeah um well if, so, you, yeah, it's if you build it they 1080p. will they will come
2: that was the lesson of field of giant lizard eggs <laughs> starting kevin costner <laughs> starting kevin costney so wait, uh wait. i
1: was just changing his name up to an egg egg name <laughs>
2: <laughs> to an egg name yeah <laughs> kevin ostrich
1: uh before we get into letters okay. i got a few Best uh,
2: of pieces show. of business Best to uh part of the show but not yet sweep Best up part Part of the show. Wait, Wait Dan, a what? minute. Dan's got something that he's got to do. I don't know what it is. So let's hear what it is in a minute.
0: Go ahead, but Dan. first, so, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to first thank uh, Dimitri T. Jessup. W. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> and Robert. Oh, <laughs> the hu- Dan,
2: hold on a second. The house cat is here. <laughs> okay. Hello, house cat. <laughs>
0: oh, he oh, left. He, he walked out. He's
2: back again.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I'd like to thank Dimitri, Chi, Jessup W, and especially Robert D. for their generous donations.
2: Thank you very thank much, you, all of you. One and all. Thanks for helping us make this world go round uh, just a few minutes more, um, yeah. and, whatever uh, that means.
0: I've realized that in all, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Since we've actually... Getting from there to here. All right, stop singing your Star (laughs) Trek themes. It's been a long time. (laughs) Sorry. uh, Since we've actually mentioned a few things on the show, one of which is the website address... Okay, we have a website. www.flophousepodcast.com where you can go and uh, see show notes <laughs> and see plugs for other things that we're doing. And uh, get a link to the Facebook page where we have a rich and engaged fan uh, oh, yeah. community. The floppies
2: on the fa- on the Facebook are always ready to discuss anything. They're a bunch of great folks and they make crazy jokes up and I love talking to them. Yeah. So you should
0: too. And uh, you can also find a, a link to the Flophouse uh, Wiki. Uh, which is which? Is if you ever evaluate. want to stir yeah. up
1: a really intense conversation about Ducktales, uh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage, the um, Sight and Sound Top Ten List, show. or
2: what or what Dan is,
0: <laughs> just go <laughs> to the Flophouse F- F- Facebook page. You just really want to insult me. That's the place that seems funny at the time, but just chips away at my self-esteem. <laughs> the over, Flop was, over Flophouse the years. Facebook page is it's a okay, safe dude. place to
2: do that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and the Flophouse Wiki is as always wonderful, well worth spending a couple hours. Or a couple hundred hours exploring. Yeah, especially if you're new. It's, well, or like uh, 10
0: million hours. It's a it'll good, it's it'll a... <laughs> clue you in on some old uh, in-jokes.
2: Either that or it will confuse you further about those in-jokes. But for the very least, you'll find the sub- the plot for my screenplay pitch, Million Dollar Getaway, which I'm still willing to sell to Hollywood for $700,000. <laughs> uh,
0: and I also wanted to mention the Flophouse email, the longest email in podcasting, which is theflophousepodcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com.
1: Any but dashes or spaces?
2: No, or terrible, one terrible long email address. Word. One very long word. Are we plugging stuff now, or should we
1: wait later to let wait until later? Wait, but, okay. um, after the letters, we'll do some plugs. So uh, people have probably turned off their podcast machines already. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're called iPhones. But
0: uh, we'll move on to letters. This first one is from Stefan. Last name withheld. Or I Stefan, assume I assume last name
2: is Urkel. Possibly, it's a letter from Stefan Urkel, the cool version of Steve Urkel, that he gets when he drinks a potion or he gets into a machine or some shit. I don't know.
1: Yeah. So wait, it's cooler than Steve Urkel, but that guy's really smart and gets really good grades. Elliot, <laughs> shouldn't he be cool? Hmm. Uh, well, let me explain some things to you, Stuart. After the podcast,
0: this is an apt email for uh, tonight's movie. It's titled 3D. Or it's not titled 3D. Why
2: don't you guys watch Journey to the Mysterious <laughs> Island? Well, we did, Stefan. Thanks.
0: <laughs> Why don't you go fuck yourself? Whoa.
2: Whoa, oh. whoa. You are putting words in my mouth that I thought but did not say. So this is titled 3D or
0: not 3D?
1: It's 3D, of course. Truthiest and
0: of a Representatives of the House of Flop. Thank you. I've been a longtime fan of the podcast and I've gone through the entire archive several times. You never failed to entertain with your fantastic movie pitches, growing list of original Batman villains, discussion on the intricacies of DuckTales, uh, and of course words that sound like other words. That's what we do. Recently... Um, I was helping my parents pick out a new TV. Like all other mundane tasks, this reminded me of the flop house. My father, who unironically loves bad movies and is unaware of their crapitudiny, wanted a new television with 3D displaying possibilities. As the original Peaches may have noticed, many recent flops have been released in 3D. Much like tonight's. To help the failing movie industry get more butts in theater seats, as well, most people seem to prefer watching movies in the comfort of their own home To sitting in an overpriced movie theater. I would say it's really more to squeeze extra dollars out of ticket sales. It's it's basically the same thing,
1: though. Nope. Have you floppers considered upgrading your movie watching setup? (laughs) Why don't they do some kind of a deal where when you buy a ticket, you get a free bag of popcorn? (laughs) <laughs> well, popcorn is where the movie theaters very, make their profits. So, so what if you buy a bag of popcorn and you get to see a movie for free? Again, uh, then the, the studio the doesn't studio make any money. Wanna... Okay. Anyway. We'll, we'll hash this well, out. <laughs>
0: Those are both unfeasible. <laughs> Have you floppers considered upgrading your movie-watching setup to be able to watch your beloved bad movies in shitty post-conversion 3D, the way marketing executives intended them to be seen? I'm thinking specifically of movies like Drive Angry 3D, Rated R, or The Inevitable... <laughs> <laughs> and justified flop house entry, in Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. So basically anything with three D with Nicolas Cage and his bastard. Oh uh, so array this movie was,
2: this letter was written before we watched Ghost yeah. Rider Spirit of Vengeance. A blast from the flop past. <laughs> if so It's
1: like the past is talking to the future. It's like that episode of the Save by the Bell where they unearth that's <laughs> the the yeah, someday I'll make it through an interview. <laughs> oh I remember letter. that time capsule <laughs> episode from the old and they'd bury their own at the end, right? Yeah, and they're the, they're the only ones who get to contribute. I feel so bad about for all the other students who no, well, get to the contribute. No, sub,
2: the subtext of Save the Bells is just like the Twilight Zone episode It's a Good Life zach kelly screech slater and jesse are heroes and lisa have mind powers that allow them to change reality they cut bayside off from the rest of the universe sure. a long time ago and they run that place that's yeah. how they can go
1: into mr belding's office whenever they want sure and can't zach Morris stop time and okay well things will make more sense <laughs> exactly. if you don't interrupt in <laughs> and the a homeless man letters. in his house but instead
0: wait until after the letter <laughs> so read it meaningless <laughs> <laughs> digression no i can't when you're talking over me if so, what would it take for you to make the switch to 3D, and would it involve an eccentric millionaire, and how would boxing alligators figure into the equation? Oh, good question. Good, very good question. And that's from Stefan, last name withheld. Um, well, if we
2: found an eccentric millionaire who boxed alligators, a la The Happiest Millionaire, then I think maybe Dan would take a 3D TV. But, Dan, you actually have some TV news. You just got a new TV. I did
0: upgrade the television. I avoided a 3D television And why? Purpose. What was you thinking was behind that? that? Because <laughs> they're terrible, <laughs> and they make everything look awful. Um, but why else (laughs) well but on on top of that (laughs) elaborate In the process of buying a new television, like it's no secret to longtime listeners that I live in a Brooklyn apartment, and Brooklyn apartments are not huge, spacious. By speak and large. for yourself. I live in a palace. You do live in a palace, but a golden uh, palace with the three surviving Golden Girls. You've been a television writer longer than I have. And only so. one surviving Golden Girl.
2: <laughs> but oh my God, I've got two Golden Girl corpses in my
0: apartment. But uh, I, I found, I found in the course of shopping for a new television that you no longer can get. A reasonable sized TV. They only make the big ones. Now. They only make big ones. They ma- they yeah. either make like small ones that you're supposed to put in your kitchen because apparently you have to watch television while you're in the kitchen now. When I grew up in, the in the a bathroom. house with a TV in a kitchen. Right. Okay,
2: so we're not we're not crazy. We're not hill people. All right, we're not monsters just because we have a TV in the kitchen.
1: Yeah, it's not like you're watching the TV it and like burning your hands strange. on hot with, French fry like, grease. Like, why would you need that? Look,
2: if my if the other TV is in my parents' room and my sister has friends over and they're in the basement, where am I going to watch USA up all night? But okay, on the kitchen TV but the point is like <laughs> i rest my case
0: <laughs> you can't get a, a, a television that fits in a reasonable apartment size anymore you no. have to get like a 50 inch fucking well they
2: want you to have they want whale. you to mount it on your wall
0: yeah and uh I feel 50
2: like inches would actually be very small for a whale but continue
0: but that's where like you get into all these crazy uh which i don't want in the first place
1: yeah, so we're left with two options: either okay. this giant TV, uh-huh. and we have to sit in somebody else's apartment and watch it through the window, <laughs> yeah. or this teeny little TV, and Elliot has to sit on my lap, and Dan has to kind of snuggle in. Wait, there. Wait, I don't
2: understand <laughs> why we're squeezing together when the, the
1: TV is so small. There's more room in the room. We need to get close. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand either. But Stuart says it's the only way. So all I right, think we well, let me get on, on your out. lap. So today we watch Journey Two in somebody else's apartment <laughs> while Sa- while your wife Sarah mm-hmm. held a cell phone up to the speaker and we can listen to it <laughs> yeah. it worked great it was kind of in three dimensions
2: i would say i still am having and maybe it's because i'm an old-time fuss budget and a curmudgeon mm-hmm. but i've trouble be- true. i have trouble believing that 3d television really is the way of the future because the things that are on television are not shot so as to look good in 3d and i don't mean just like they're not Anna taking, in, they're not blood. taking <laughs> i don't mean they're not taking advantage of the depth of field i mean like You don't get a lot of shows that have full-figure people walking around in like, are you going to want to see a big 3D close-up of, like, Drew Carey's face or, like, you know, the characters on True Blood or whatever? No, of course not. Even sports is not going to look good. In 3D, you know, it's I think I think 3D TVs is a fad unless they somehow change the way television vision is shot and presented.
1: And the first thing I I imagine when they present these 3D TVs where guys have to wear, like you have to wear a gl- like a set of glasses to watch it yeah. is guys getting up to go to the bathroom and like bumping their legs on their coffee table and or bumping their legs on the TV people that are now three dimensions. Yeah, exactly. I also. Just to be
2: myself, not a huge fan of 3D movies. I find it makes my head hurt, and it makes it harder for me to take in the whole screen as
1: one composed image. So no thank you, Beowulf 3D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was one of
0: the better ones. Uh, so this next one is recommendation from Paul, last name withheld. Paul Lind. Uh, I admit, I'm, I'm going to read it mostly for the uh, postscripts, so sure. uh, keep, keep tuned in. Okay. I wanted to send you a quick recommendation. I recently watched Gareth Edwards' little scene 2010 film, Monsters which, while not perfect, is an interesting contrast to films like Cloverfield or, insert Dan-style sigh, Godzilla. It's contemplative and thoughtful, while those are frenetic. Apologies if you've already seen it, but I thought I'd suggest it just in case. P.S. Dan, I thought you'd like to know that my wife, when hearing the podcast, said that the sad-sounding fellow who steered the conversation was her favorite. P.P.S. Okay, that's a lie. (laughs) What she actually said was, huh. And hasn't listened to another episode. <laughs> it sounds P-
1: like Elliot's wife. P P P S. Except for the
0: listening to the episode part. P P P S. But to head off Dan's inevitable question, yes, my wife has a nice ass. <laughs> Paul <laughs> last
2: name with help. Paul,
0: you, it's so, amazing how well you. you predicted Dan's mind at that point. <laughs>
2: thank you for your ass news. <laughs> Uh, I, I, if I have as usual, that should be sent to the flop house asscast at gmail dot com. But understandable, since Dan does talk about wives' asses on this show. I did it once.
1: I did it <laughs> once well, while we were watching the movie. He talked about that ass. Vanessa Hudgens's. No, the other one, uh, Kristen. Michael Caine's. Kristen that was, Davis. That
0: was Elliot. You're now attributing things that Elliot said. <laughs> you to agreed me. with what I said, <laughs> just though. Because yeah, but, said, but I thought it in
1: my brain. You I said, said I said, Elliot and I quote, said it like two seconds before I, I, you. Were I right said, there. and I
2: quote, Kristen Davis has a nice caboose, <laughs> and you said I was just thinking the same thing. Although I don't know if you were thinking the word caboose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I wasn't as charmingly old timey about it. But uh but Monsters is is an interesting movie. <laughs>
1: On the subject of wife asses, (laughs) Monsters is a good movie. Thanks.
0: So this is from uh, Flophouse (laughs) superfan Remy last name withheld. Hi, Remy. She says, uh, the universe cries in agony because of this unexplored avenue of comedy. Uh Uh-oh. When I heard you mention that the house cat is practicing for a Shakespeare play, (laughs) I was expecting a patented (laughs) Flophouse tangent. I think you forgot that we forget things as (laughs) soon as we say them. The entirety of creation was sorely disappointed when no such tangent materialized. God Damn it guys Now all of creation Is in a state of chaos I demand you Rectify this The scales of time Cannot be off balance For more than two months Otherwise the gates Of eternity will collapse Very true P.S. Hey Stuart What did you think Of The Dark Knight Rises Does it compare well To Castle Freak When you think about it Batman lives in a mansion, which is kind of a castle. <laughs> yeah. Also, Batman's kind of a freak because he's a weirdo who dresses up like a bat. Is he a better castle freak than the original? I think the answer, the, the question then is, does Batman rip his own ding
1: dong off? <laughs> the answer is yes, just like in the original movie, <laughs> castle freak. <laughs> Directed by Stuart Gordon, starring one Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> um, would Batman be a better castle freak than me? Yes. Would he be a better, ca- better castle freak than the actual freak? No, of course. I'm sorry, Remy. F- a nice try. <laughs> I didn't uh, put that one over on me. But this uh this 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 Shakespeare play the Yeah, was I forgot that the house cat was uh well cat. like a like a King Lear type figure.
2: <laughs> cat Lear it's called. Oh he divides up the litter box between his three kittens. <laughs> thinking to love him more but in fact two of them, Catterall and Re-Cat, <laughs> love him less and of course Cat Delia always loved him but wouldn't make a big show of it. And there's all the others. There's the subplots with the two twin brothers, Catward and Catmund, and, of course, uh,
1: Puster, their father. <laughs> okay, so, everybody, you're welcome. I just gave you a chance to see how much uh, stuff Elliot knows about Shakespeare.
2: <laughs> Specific, well, King Lear I know quite a bit about, but some of the other ones. Don't ask me to, to do any Timon of Athens stuff. Oh, no. No
0: Coriolanus riffs uh, from you. Except That's that a setup.
2: Timon of Athens is the only Shakespeare play to star a meerkat. <laughs> To me To meow of Athens.
0: <laughs> to meow of
2: ath- okay,
1: good stuff. Moving on. We ran on at a letter. guess
2: on that one. Should have stopped it at Cat Lear. Woo!
0: This uh, letter is from John, last name withheld. Uh, he, hey, John. It's Hi, a, John. Thanks for writing in. It's a letter titled, Elliot doesn't know what a zeppelin is. And Whoops. it goes on to say, what kind of New hey. York podcast is this? <laughs> P.S. Write a pilot for thepheus and Stelios TV series, and I'll be forgiven. <laughs>
2: okay, I'll work on that pilot. Uh, as for Zippilies, that was a food thing, right? Yeah, I'll give it a rat's like, right, everything.
0: It's Italian fried dough and.
2: Yeah, but you ever been to a street fair in New York? I avoid them because funnel I don't things. that's not where I want to buy my underwear, socks, or funnel cakes. <laughs> but
0: Shoot. they have the softest socks. The sign says that the socks are the softest.
2: Look, I the don't I'm, It's rare that I'm in the market for mismatched socks, bras with holes in them, or uh gyros. So, you know. How about watercolor paintings of <laughs> the New York Skyline? Nope, don't want that either. All right. Um, or t shirts for local bands. Okay. So, uh, to yeah, each I their own. I'm not a fan of. I don't know anything about Zeppelis. Of course, Zeppeli Marks I'm familiar
0: with the least funny of the Marx Brothers. <laughs> sure, but the most fried. Uh, and Delicious. this last, <laughs> this last uh, flop house <clears throat> letter comes from Dan, last name disclosed, Barube or Barubi, and it's titled <laughs> yeah, "Way to Disclose That Name, Dan <laughs> McCoy." I'm making fun of Dan McCoy here, not well, you. Dan he doesn't have a phonetic, Dan Barube
1: uh, or Baruba. <laughs>
0: If he really wanted to disclose his last name, he would have had a phonetic spelling. But uh, as someone whose mis- his last name is mispronounced all the time,
1: I sympathize with him. And thank you for writing.
0: And thank you for writing and listening. His letter is titled "Vindication." Dear the Flophouse. As the guy who wrote that ding-dong gate letter almost oh, a year ago, God. I would like to thank Dan McCoy for having the courage to support my campaign for the truth. He's is not is Rosa no, Parks. There is no ding-dong ripping in Castle Freak. Mr. Wellington, the American and Canadian people have spoken. Dan, you are truly the Bernstein to my Woodward, and for that, I thank you. Stuart, that makes you Richard Nixon, and Elliot, I guess you're Ben Stein. Okay. So I look forward Wait, to your hilarious game show and misguided climate Change documentary hey,
2: Well my life Goal is really The clear eyes commercials
0: Yeah
1: and I've always what?
0: dreamed
2: Of, of putting well, Turning on a shower head Over a beach ball Just like Ben Stein. If the end
1: result of me telling you that a dude rips his own dick off (laughs) in a movie got you to watch Castle Freak, then I've done a service to both you, Dan. Dan, who I'm sure was sitting here at 2 in the afternoon furiously writing down the time (laughs) on his DVD player for when that scene actually happened so he could prove to me that it didn't happen. Um, I did you all a service. And you know what? That makes me pretty great Okay
2: I'm not quite sure why I was Ben Stein in that scenario uh, At the very least I should be like Spiro Agnew um, or Gerald Ford How about a McNamara? A McNamara? Just one of them? Whoa. I mean Just one of the many McNamaras littering the floor? <laughs> just lying around? Pick up any McNamara? Doesn't matter you be that one <laughs>
1: So, uh we all got a little bit of burned in that letter segment, yeah, we did those let letters those letters took no prisoners There's I got a for lack my- of respect <laughs> among the fans <laughs> something tells me we have engendered this among the fans you know they 're always keeping us on our toes guys yeah can 't just can 't be slouches it isn 't always we let 's writ- go it isn 't always
2: letters written by Dan about how great Dan is. <laughs>
0: So uh, this final segment of the show is where we recommend movies that we usually have seen recently, not necessarily, but movies that we like in contrast to the usual dross we watch, although we all kind of enjoy Journey 2. Ooh, dross. Ooh, well. Uh, Well, Look at Alfred Lord Tennyson over here. (laughs) Stuart, is there a movie you would like to recommend?
1: Uh, I do. This afternoon, before I drank a bunch of beers, (laughs) I sat in my living room and watched The Raid, Colon Redemption. I want to see that. for American, That was for American release, which is, I guess, Indonesian? I don't know. No matter. It's, uh, it's a great movie about a bunch of uh, SWAT team dudes who go into this tenement building and then have to beat all these dudes up. <laughs> <laughs> if you Sounds like dudes great. beating each other up and like grunting a lot <laughs> and shouting. Those are things I like. Uh, and for a movie that features a fair amount of CGI blood... You guys all know I'm an outspoken opponent. usually a deal breaker for you. In this case... Even when Zatoichi himself is spraying (laughs) that CGI blood. In this case, it didn't bother me as much. Uh, I guess it might have been the grunting or the shadows. (laughs) Uh, So run, don't walk to my living room and watch
2: (laughs) Maraid
1: to Cullen Redemption. (laughs) That's where
2: it's playing right now?
1: That's where I want to watch it again, so you should come over and watch it with me. (laughs) Thanks! Love Stewart. <laughs> uh,
0: I, you know, I a little bit ago I rewatched. Uh, I was home at night. Uh, the wife was out. Yeah, paint us a word picture of <laughs> your life. I, Just get to the movie, would you? I wanted to watch something fun. Okay, I wanted to watch something fun and light. And I rewatched. So the sorrow and the pity. <laughs> yep. Sallow. Yep. I rewatched uh, Galaxy Quest, which I don't think I've oh, seen very fun in movie. full since I saw it. Uh, In the theater when it came out. I'd seen bits and pieces, obviously, on television because I feel like it's always on television. But um, I really enjoyed it. And watching it again, it sort of struck me that it wasn't necessarily that it's the most hilarious (laughs) comedy. Like, I didn't find myself laughing out loud a lot at what was happening in it. LOLing, the kids call it. Uh, Yeah. I mean, other than I actually thought that Tony Shalhoub's uh, line readings as, like, the weird, totally sort of spaced out, possibly stoned uh, actor were really funny. Uh, but in general, it wasn't necessarily that it was a comedy where the jokes were so hilarious, but it was so well-constructed. I thought that was
2: uh, that's Tony Shalhoub's character?
0: Yeah. I thought that was uh, Sam Rockwell's character. Sam Rockwell is the nervous guy who thinks he's going to get killed. Oh, okay. I got it mixed up. But um, And he's very funny in it, too. But 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 by and large, what I found most enjoyable about it was it was just a super well-constructed movie where everything pays off really nicely and... You feel really good about all of the character arts. It's just it's just a movie that makes you feel good about what happens in it,
1: like Prometheus. <laughs> yeah, exactly like Prometheus. And speaking of Galaxy Quest, that Tim Allen guy, you know, he's he's a rising star. He's, he's a great uh, one of these days. Seller. He's gonna get a uh, he's gonna get his his hit. He's had many. <laughs> okay, so Elliot, I'm surprised you
2: didn't mention Sigourney Weaver's cleavage. Since I mean, that's your thing.
1: It's not... It's, yeah, that's
0: my thing. It's my thing.
1: Dan alone, of all men. <laughs> of
0: all men, I enjoy
1: cleavage. You I don't heard get, it first. I don't, I don't get the big deal.
0: At his own mouth, yeah. It's,
1: it, you know, whatever. It's like a chest butt. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Stuart. You're the poet of modern age. He's, he's the
2: poet laureate of, laureate of filth. Um, I am going to risk cliché about my being a Brooklyn indie movie watcher, and I'm going to recommend a movie I saw this weekend that I liked a lot called Beasts of the Southern Wild, which you've probably heard of because it's, it. it. it's one of those indie movies that gets a huge marketing campaign, and everybody's talking about it as if they assume nobody else has heard of it because it's a small movie, but everyone's heard of it. It's, that's I call it Blair Witch Project Syndrome, where everyone would say, have you heard about this movie, Blair Witch Project? Yeah, of course I have. There are commercials for it all the time. Come on, people. But uh,
0: <laughs> Elliot's recommendation comes with the keeping help, <laughs> helping of <the> irritation. <laughs>
2: That's me. Uh, but I actually enjoyed it a lot. I found it to be both touching and funny and very well put together and especially for a movie that's very episodic or rather or picaresque if you will uh i will it holds (laughs) thank you thank you for doing that it holds together nicely and has some really great performances in it by some non-professional actors and i really liked it a lot so that's what i'd recommend beasts o' the
0: southern wild so, guys, we've come to the end of another quest. Uh, <laughs> another,
2: <laughs> another. is the lazi- laziest
0: quest. Another quest to sit in a room
1: and, what are you and doing, record Dan? a podcast. What are you trying to do? over uh, Well, there? we
0: found Curly's gold, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out there was less of it than we anticipated, so we actually lost money on this expedition. <laughs> yeah, turns out he didn't have a lot of gold. We had to outfit
2: people
1: with mules, pickaxes. <laughs> Shit's way expensive. We had
2: to take that old map and then like burn it around
0: the edges to make it look really old.
1: Smear <laughs> coffee all over it. So I
0: apologize to all of you. But uh, the podcast turned out, okay? Yeah. Yeah. It turns
2: out Curly's gold is inside all of us. <laughs> I give it a hundred. We, we shouldn't have eaten. This cold. <laughs> we thought it was guilt. We thought it was chocolate.
0: <laughs> it's really weighing heavy in my stomach. Yeah, it's not good for you to eat. So uh, we should we should we should go past that probably. So TMI for the
1: flop house. I've been Dan McCoy. I'm still Stuart Wellington, and I am as ashamed as can be to admit I am Elliot Kalen. <laughs> good night, everyone. So I'd say like ninety-seven percent, maybe hundred percent. What do you think? Of what? This podcast. <laughs> is It's awesome.
2: <laughs> it's a comedy, comedy dynasty. His father was in comedy, yeah. he was in comedy, and his daughter's in comedy. Like the show Dynasty. It's, it's nope. Wor- <laughs> it's worth listening. Wait, wait, what was that show about? It was about a comedy dynasty. <laughs> the Manchu dynasty. So. Comedy dinosaurs? Yeah, that was the show Dinosaurs. <laughs> Plus comedy.
0: Let's do this. What are we doing?